Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back, folks, here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by NFL Draft analyst Ryan Roberts. And today we are going to be recapping and sharing our winners from day two of the NFL Combine which was the running backs and the offensive line. Some pretty big movers in that offensive line group, Ryan. And one guy that you wanted to bring up early on was a man from Arizona State, somebody who was an East-West Shrine game participant, that being Kellen Deesh. Hopefully I am correctly pronouncing that. The Arizona State offensive tackle ran a 4.89, had a 32.5-inch vertical, 110 on the broad, 7.773 cone, and then a 4.43 20-yard shuttle, short shuttle, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and he, uh, I mean, a little backstory on him. First and foremost, Joe, I feel like we can't gloss over this super quick. I saw the stat yesterday. There were 12 offensive linemen yesterday that ran sub five in the 40 yard dash. The next closest ever historically was like, I think it was like 2013. They had six. So they literally doubled the Mm. next closest 40 yard dash times of all time for guys going under five, which is just, I mean, I can't run under five right now. Like zero chance I run under five. (laughs) And I I forget if it was, um, if it was Joe Thomas or I'm blanking on the other offensive line commentator. I, for I, think, I, think, I think it was Sean, Sean O'Hara, right? Was Sean O'Hara. Like, they were yeah. talking about how these guys are not only getting faster, but they're also getting bigger in the process, which is just yeah. insane to think about. Yeah. And I think it's a perfect person to start with on that note, because I think Kellen Deesh also weighed in at right around six foot seven and he was 300 plus pounds. And so he wasn't the, densest offensive lineman of all time right like just i think he right. was like 301 302 but i mean <laughs> we're comparing to joe thomas they're kind of similar body types obviously not, his arms aren't quite as long as joe's but uh kellen's an interesting player because he actually started his career at texas a&m and i actually don't even know how much he played to be honest with you i just know that he transferred to arizona state for his final year this year <laughs> And he had a really nice year. And I know that we don't use, you know, the PFF as the gospel as far as like player grades, but Yuck. he was one of the highest. I know, <laughs> but he was one of the highest graded offensive tackles in this year's class. Then he ends up parlaying that into a East West Shrine invite. And I mean, again, just think about these numbers for a second for people out there. 489 40, which is the second fastest right behind Dari Rosenthal at 488. But Dari Rosenthal, I think, weighed in at 290 pounds. So Deesh is a you know 10 plus right. pounds heavier than Dari Rosenthal at six foot seven. So le- he's obviously has the height. He has the frame that's very interesting. And then he runs sub four nine, which is just 
silly stuff. And their offensive tackle, we always talk about it. The the traits really matter, man. When you talk about who are the best in the game, like you think about the Teron Armsteads and the Tyron Smiths and the Lane Johnsons, like that type of that type of dude, they're all freaks. And Kellen Deesh athletically is a freak. And he has short arms. I think he's sub 33 inch arms. So if you are going to stick at offensive tackle, you either you have to have one or the other. Guys that have shorter arms and aren't the best athletes, they don't last at offensive tackles. Those are the guys that get moved. Galen Deesh, I think, can make up for the lack of arm length with the simple fact that he has absurd foot quickness, absurd flexibility. There are things, obviously, to work with. And then, I mean, he has, the I think, the second highest vertical. I know Sean Ryan, who we're going to talk about a little mm -hmm. bit, had a 33.5-inch vertical at 320-plus pounds, which is an absurd number. But Deesh also with a 32.5, which is, shows that he has equal explosiveness in short areas as he does as, you know, just the smoothness as a runner as well. So, Deesh, I think, is going to be one of the big risers in the offensive tackle class. I don't know if I'm ready to go that he could be a surprise late round, first round selection, a surprise top 50 selection. But athletically, I think that people are really going to get super interested with him. And the, the short arms might hold him back. But when you're talking about just the athletic profile at offensive tackle, that size, Boyd, with those athletic testing numbers are absurd. So I think Kellen Deesh was one of the biggest winners uh, just across the board from the offensive lineman group because I think that people knew about him. They were excited about him. They had saw him at, at, out in Vegas at the East-West Shrine. They had seen all, all the glimpses of it. But just to see that athletic profile overall, I think people are going to leave Indianapolis wanting to do even further homework on a guy like Kellen Deesh because he obviously has the athletic traits to play offensive tackle at the next level. Yeah, and it always feels like each year at the Combine, there's always that that one guy who has a really crazy athletic testing day for an offensive lineman, and that's enough to push them into the into that, maybe not top 50, but maybe right on the outside of that that conversation. And, and Deesh, based yeah. on what he did at that size profile, 6'7", that certainly fits that bill. But uh, you already alluded to Sean Ryan, the UCLA offensive tackle, maybe ends up playing in the interior his projection, not entirely sure. Uh, except for his slow 40 time, he had some really nice numbers and looked pretty good in these drills. Arms a little short, which is kind of concerning, 32 and 3 eighth. So he might end up being moved to guard uh, mentally by a lot of people with that number. But four, uh, 5 to 5 40 yard dash, 33 and a half vertical jump, which I believe you indicated it was the best. 110 yes. inch broad, 7553 cone, which is pretty good oh, for good. an offensive lineman. That's, that's, that's yeah. very good. And then yeah. 481 in the short shuttle. Uh yeah. this guy can move and mm -hmm. I the one thing that people need to realize going straight line speed for an offensive lineman it's cool to see, but I'd rather yeah. see that jumping ability cuz it shows power and explosiveness for being a heavy ass MF and then that lateral quickness, that stuff is so underrated being able to move laterally that quickly. Yeah, no, it, I, I mean, you illustrated that perfectly. And it, I mean, honestly, 525 is not the worst time ever at 320 plus pounds. Like, it's not a terrible a time. Dude. It's just, yeah, it's just not, you shouldn't expect him to be with a Kellen Deesh type of number, like, because he's 20 plus pounds heavier and his body type is a lot different. So, but I, I really wanted to mention Sean Ryan because I feel like a lot of people are going to talk about the, Ikamaquanus and those guys that are up near the top, and they deserve mention. There's no doubt about it, which is why I wanted to just kind of throw their name out there for a second. But what I really love about our podcast is I feel like we really try to touch on 
some names that you don't hear about as much. And you know that I've been big on Sean Ryan since the summer. I still think that there is an opportunity to him get drafted in the first round. I really do. I think that, I mean, with this testing, I think that he locks himself in to at least a second round conversation. Like I truly do because there's going to be the conversation, offensive tackle, offensive guard. It's fair. 6'5", 321, like you said, right around 32-and-a-half-inch arms. It's shorter arm length. The So there's going to be that conversation. Can he play all, outside? I think he can because when you kind of uh, – I mean, the when I, I ran his relative athletic score, and he scored very high when you kind of put everything together. And I think that his foot quickness laterally, like you said, I think is very good. And I think that he has outstanding core strength and balance. Like, I think those things are plus, plus, plus. And I expected that part. Like, I knew that he was going to jump well. I knew that he was going to be explosive. Like, there was no doubt because he was a 64-plus foot shot putter coming out of high school. And he's been a guy that, like, on film, he just has some crazy, crazy raw power in tight spaces. So, you expected that those types of things from him, and I think that he really kind of just checked boxes from a from a you know from a, a wide scope. I wish that he would have had thirty three plus inch arms because I think that the conversation between offensive tackle and offensive guard kind of would have been settled early. I saw that a NFL executive told Lance Zerline, who does a lot of the scouting reports for NFL.com, that they would let him fail at offensive tackle before they would move him inside the guard. So I think that the opportunity is going to be there. And I think Sean Ryan kind of went into the week as a guy that people weren't talking about nearly as much. And I think that he left as a winner because I think that he showed that explosiveness and that, you know, just that overall athletic testing, you know, the, the, just the traits that he has. And I mean, again, like we saw Tristan Wirfs, Joe, a couple of years ago, who is one of the biggest freaks we've ever seen in offensive tackle. He had like a 36 inch vert. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, that dude is like built in another lap built in, you know, a lab probably on a different planet. Like that dude is just <laughs> different, but Sean Ryan at 321 pounds with a 33 and a half inch vert, man. Like that's, that's some silly stuff. That's some absolute, absolutely silly stuff. So I think that he's a much better athlete than people are going to give him credit for. I think he can play offensive tackle, but at worst, I think he's a dominant guard. And I think that those, those athletic testing kind of backs up that power and that explosiveness that he has in short spaces. So hitting on the the next guy who I, I'm looking through all of his testing and I'm looking at the rankings, this guy without a doubt, I think, had the best, most well-rounded day. And then to see how he moved in the drills also illustrates how good this guy is. He's somebody who's been a riser throughout the whole process. And of course, I'm talking about Boston College, interior offensive lineman, Zion Johnson, 34-inch arms, which is already a good number to see at 312 pounds, but he he rips off the best number for bench press, 32 reps on the bench, showing us how freaking powerful this dude is. We knew that he was strong, 5.18 in the 40, not that great, 32-inch vertical, which is a good number, 112 in the broad, but statistically, he was one of the best with the agility drills in the top five for both, I believe, 7.383 cone, and then a 4.46. That is fantastic, but the 4-4-6 20-yard shuttle was also one of the top yeah. in those categories. That is, both of those numbers, man, that's that's what you want in a guard so you know that he can pull. That's also great for, for zone blocking. This this dude is a, a lateral mover. He's got really good power. I don't think it's a reach to say that, that he had the best offensive line day if we're just rounding out all those numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely up there at least, and I think that it's really a clean projection, Joe, because like you said – 
the 32 reps, how useful is a bench press at times? Those numbers, like sometimes it's it's pro- not as applicable, but for an offensive line position, it's obviously more applicable than most positions, right? And he right. shows, I think, that there's a lot of power. There's a lot of explosiveness, which tells you, hey, man, he could play in a power-based running system, but also you saw that short area explosive stuff. So like, hey, also zone. So no matter what system you run, Zion can fit. And he, of course – was one of the big winners leaving Mobile, Alabama, like that of the Senior Bowl. He did fantastic, and he just continued the momentum. This was the last check on the box. And I think the most impressive thing outside of the – I mean, because the numbers were all really good, like you said, kind of across the board. But when I saw him in the drills, <clears throat> excuse me, like mirroring and pass protection and doing those types of things and just moving laterally, he looked like an offensive tackle. He really did. Like he moves exceptionally well. And obviously he doesn't quite have the frame to play offensive tackle. So he's going to be an, an interior player. Like there's no doubt mm-hmm. about that conversation, but he looked just smooth all the way around. And like you said, before we started 32 reps with 34 inch arms, man, like that's impressive. Cause that is built for some stubbier, shorter armed offensive linemen and to have that much power with longer arms. Very impressive for a guy like Zion Johnson, the former Davidson transfer who became multi-year starter at Boston College, had a up-and-down 2020 season playing at left tackle, forced into that spot this past year. They moved him back to left guard where I thought he just continued what he started in 2019, and I think that there's a high floor to be a really good guard, but I think that people kind of undersell the fact that like this kid's a pretty damn good athlete too. And there might be, there's still a substantial ceiling with a guy like Zion Johnson as well, which I think that is very indicative by the testing that he had this week. I, I don't think this is a hot take Ryan, but first round end of the first round, I, I think that he's done it after the way that he looked at the senior bowl, that testing, yeah. like, I don't know what else he can do to, to put him in the end of the first round conversation. I think it's safe at this point, man. Like you, you could tell me that he might even go in the mid first, and I would be like, I get it. Like, I mean, because at one point Chris Lindstrom went in the mid first round, who's turned into a good player out of Boston College, but like Zion Johnson's probably a better player coming out of Boston College than Chris Lindstrom was, for instance. I, I think it's safe because you have like the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals pick, and I think Miami's a twenty nine. I think if I remember correctly, and then the Bengals are obviously out, out mm. thirty one as the, as the uh, Super Bowl runner up. So if they get past Miami or Cincinnati, I would be shocked. So yeah. yes, I would say firm first rounds, maybe even mid first round. Like it's 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 a conversation to have. It kind of makes me think of for for some reason uh, like Caesar Ruiz's draft hype because like he he was like a second round guy, and then he ends up sneaking into. He was a center, obviously, and Johnson's probably going to play guard, but he just snuck yeah. into the first round because of, you know, he, he looked good throughout the process. I don't know why I equated that to, to, to Ruiz. Well, you just love, you just love former New Jersey guys, man. He was a, uh, yeah. a Camden. I think he was a Camden high kid. If I remember correctly. Wait, where's, where's Johnson from? I didn't know that he's in New Jersey. No, no, no. Cesar Ruiz is a Johnson. Oh, 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 oh. I, I don't, I, I, I think, I think Zion's from up near the Massachusetts area. I could be wrong about that though. Okay. So Ryan, we've, we've talked this guy to death and I'm sorry. I know that we wanted to avoid talking guys to death, but I'm looking at his numbers. I have to just bring him up for a quick second with my FCS background. Of course you did. I I have to give attention to Trevor Penning because I, (laughs) he, he had one of the best numbers in, he had the best 40 time. He had the, uh, I believe he had, it was the best either three cone or, he had the best three cone, and then he had one of the top 
20 yard shuttles in the top 10, I think it was. So he ran a four six two in in the short shuttle. His three cone was a seven two five, and then his forty time, uh, he was the fourth best forty time by a hair at four eight nine. And he's six seven, and he's three hundred twenty five pounds. Come on, man! Like we got, I know that the twenty eight inch vertical looks a little yucky, but like, come on, this guy's a freak. This guy's a freakish athlete, and he's mean as sh- as shit, which makes me so much happier. <laughs> did, did you did you uh, did you think for a second like, can I say shit on the air there for a second, man? I, well, I've said it on the FC. I've said it on the FCS show, so I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna say it. <laughs> well. A couple of things real quick, Joe, a couple of things. One, I just looked it up. Zion Johnson's actually from Maryland, Bowie, Maryland. Mm. So that's just a quick note for everybody out there. He's also another former FCS guy. So yeah, yeah. Played at Davidson. You're correct. Yeah. Um, Wesley Duggar was a good running back at Davidson. Is he still there? Forget that guy. That's a good question. I'm putting, you, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't follow Davidson. <laughs> I follow okay. the good teams. <laughs> what? They don't, they don't matter. Okay, cool. No. Um, <laughs> I, in your league, are you kidding me? <laughs> Go ahead. First and foremost, man, what are they putting in the water in at Northern Iowa? That's what I want to know. I like I talked to yeah. Jeff Smith before, who's their strength and conditioning coach, and he talked to me about you know the uh, they kind of have a a four step process in their strength and conditioning program, and he talked to me about the jungle juice that they've talked to us about, right? Which is just <laughs> it's it's not the jungle juice that normal people remember, right? Corn like meal a, and protein powder and creatine. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's like, it's like yeah, it was it's like Gatorade and protein powder and oh some type God. of weird mixture, like whatever. But yeah, I mean, we saw Spencer Brown be an absolute freak. Ellerson Smith was a freak this year. Isaiah Weston was a freak, the wide receiver out of Northern Iowa, and then Trevor Penning's also a freak. Like we shouldn't, we just should not be surprised at this point. But right. I really do want to send a quick shout out because I know I bust your bust your balls a little bit about being the FCS guy, but man, Christian Watson, Isaiah Weston. We didn't even mention Cole Strange, who had a great, really great good day. Too. Yeah, he looked fantastic, and he's having a great process. Yeah, I mean Pierre Strong Jr. is a guy that we're, we're going about to talk about. To, yeah, we're about to talk yeah. about him. I mean, FCS, FCS guys, guys balled year, out man. this year. They showed up. It's, they balled out. I tweeted it out. It, I will say this till the day that I die. You can you can make it from anywhere, and these dudes are freaking athletes. So don't don't yeah. don't miss out on them. And on top of it, on top of it. You could probably even pull from that list, make it even bigger if you pull from all the guys that transferred from FCS programs like Zion yeah. Johnson. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a great that's a great point. I didn't even think about that one. Now you're right. Um, but I mean, back to Penning, mm-hmm. he had a great day. I mean, there's no doubt. He's honestly, he tested not better than I thought. Cause I mean, I remember he was on Feldman's freak list, I think, also, and he had like a five second flat 40 at one point. And he benches. I mean, he he's in the he's a weight room warrior, like a six hundred plus squatter. So like you expected there to be explosiveness and stuff. And a windmill dunker, a windmill dunker. Yeah, that that of course was on. How that that uh that production yesterday on NFL Network was kind of weird at points. So wasn't it? Did you watch some of that? Where they yeah, were like, uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Sirianni from the Eagles were like they were playing like basketball, like the little. I don't know if you saw that. It was weird. Well, because there was that whole goofy thing where Sam Howell had to throw the the basketballs in, in during his interview. Yeah, um, something, man. Yeah, it was it was odd. It was odd. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I keep going off on tangents to t- talk about Trevor. <laughs> Trevor had an up and down senior bowl week. Of course, he left the week as this moniker, as this just physical imposing dude Badass. that is nasty. Right. And I think he's going to be a really good right tackle at the next level. I still don't know if I see 
plus ability as a left tackle is I just think there's a little bit of tightness, not explosiveness because he's an explosive kid. There's no doubt. I think there's tightness though. I do think there is. So, but I think that he check boxes. If he was in the first round conversation before this week, he's still in the first round conversation. I don't know necessarily I would draft him there, but he obviously helped himself tremendously with this, with this um, opportunity down in Indianapolis. So another big week for Trevor Penning. He really, he really did capitalize on every opportunity he had this week. Okay, Ryan, we've got to take a quick ad break. I want to tell you folks first about Bet Online. No football to bet on. You can bet on the NFL draft, but there's still basketball going on right now, and it makes it a little bit more exciting because I don't know about you folks. Basketball, sometimes these regular season games can get pretty freaking boring. It's not like the NFL. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and is the best in the business for from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to tell you folks also about NordVPN. What is the uh, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab exclusive NordVPN, your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plus plan. Sorry, NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Let's see if I can not mess up the Athletic Greens one. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absolutely uh, you're absorbing. Damn it, I messed it up. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or anything artificial. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Woo! A lot of ads. Joe, also, Joe. a lot of athletic running backs. What? Go. Yes. Real quick. Real quick. Okay. I just want to talk about something, and this is completely off topic. There's nothing to do with running backs. There's nothing to do with offensive line. Can we do this? Can't wait. So the 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 official heights weights of the defensive lineman is getting put out there because we're recording on Saturday morning. Yeah. I just want to talk to you about something real quick, okay? So here's a big talking point about Myjay Sanders out of Cincinnati, okay? Defensive ends. Last spring, 
He was he weighed in at 224 pounds, okay, playing defensive ends. During his time of the last two years at Cincinnati, he was listed between 250 and 257. That was always what he was listed at, right? So 250, 257, was down to 224, came to Mobile at 241. I'm like, okay, that's better. That's good. It's closer to at least to 250, 257. He just weighed in at 228 pounds, 228. Wait, Monte Sanders did? Yeah, yeah. So he's listed 250. Is he, playing, is he moving to off ball linebacker? Dude, it's so weird. I feel like this guy's weight fluctuates more than anybody I've ever seen. 250, 257 listed, 224 last spring, got up to 241, what, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? What was that in Mobile, right? Yeah. And now he's 228. He must have stuck a weight in his fucking shorts. Oh, that was aggressive. I didn't mean, <laughs> that um, was aggressive. I, I uh, my head's going a million directions. We're gonna talk about that I'm on the sorry. next show, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. It was Brian, just a weird random yeah. note. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about running backs. And uh, I think my favorite player from the running back group. No short shuttle agility testing for these guys, which is kind of annoying. But I've been talking about this guy throughout the process, and I, I am pounding the table for Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State. I still stand by him. This kid being my sleeper running back in the class. I, I think that he has a little James Robinson, Elijah Mitchell to him. I think that somebody's going to take him and he's going to surprise some people. He's already turning heads. I, I, I kind of agreed with you before this process started that we didn't think Pierre Strong was like a 4-4 kid. We thought he was going to do maybe pretty well in the in the athletic, in like the agility drills. We don't have those numbers. But he runs a 4-3-7, which is tied for best Amongst the running backs, a 36-inch vertical, 124-inch uh, inch broad. But the other thing, too, like I, I'm watching him in these drills, and his hands look really good, which is going to be a big thing mm -hmm. for him. I, I just see a fluid guy, a fluid athlete that has a ton of touches. That's probably going to hurt him having that many hits on him, on his body, and being in South Dakota State so long. But still, really, really good athlete, and I think that that number helps him significantly. That was one of the most surprising numbers because I was just – I mean, I, and I agree. I think he looks really smooth catching the football, which he does on film anyway, and he just does everything really well. Like everything is good. Everything is check mark, right? Like that's what I kind of see with Pierre Strong Jr. He just always seems like a guy that is going to be super dependable, is going to be a, a guy that's going to get some volume because he just does everything well. Like you, you can just – you can depend on a player like him. But I would have guessed, Joe, four five flat in the 40 like that's what i would have guessed right which is like a good yeah. time it's not bad right. at all like because for a running back 437 man i have to be honest for a second here too i don't see 437 i don't see it i don't see that on film but apparently there might be more athletic upside than i'm giving him credit for so maybe there's a higher ceiling maybe he can't be elijah mitchell like you just said who elijah mitchell out of louisiana lafayette cut some weight going into his combine week or, or to his uh, pro day. I mean, because mm -hmm. there's no combine last year and he ran four, three something as well. And it's like, Oh, maybe Elijah Mitchell was a better athlete than people anticipate, even though I was, I was big on Elijah Mitchell. So I, I, I hit on that one pretty well, but all that to say is maybe I'm not giving Pierre strong junior enough credit as an athlete. Maybe he is a much more explosive top end athlete than I personally have seen on film. And man, four three seven is going to grab your attention because the the verification process of the combine, people are going to have the similar thought process. Me, it's like I thought he had good speed. I didn't think he was four three. Like yeah. four three is blazing, dude, and they're going to say, yeah. People are going to say, let me go take another look. And if they see it on film, even a glimpse, they're going to be like, okay, day two, 
maybe. Right? Don't no, don't put that into the ether because then that ter- takes away the him being a sleeper. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, he was a sleeper throughout most of the process, yeah, but I mean, true. the sleeper may turn into a riser. It might be a possibility. I just, I, I love Pierre Strong Jr., but I just, I'm going to be so mad at all the people that are suddenly just act like they, they found this. Like Matt Miller's totally going to do it. I'm calling it now. Uh, Matt Miller's going to be like, oh, this uh, is a total like he did with my teammate Isaiah Coulter. He's going to be like. Oh, this is a guy that nobody's talking about. I, I've been talking about him since the start of the college football season. Right. And, and, and I mean, and Pierre Strong Jr. was literally one, like the, one of the best FCS running backs for four years. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be his like, whole oh, time there. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, this guy from South Dakota State. Like, he isn't one of the best and probably, a, what, what's he, at least like a three-time All-American? <laughs> like, just yeah, stupid, something like that. And, and you should have been a Walter Payton consideration, but uh, another guy that was a huge accolade collector, Kenneth Walker, listed as Kenny Walker the third on NFL.com. Uh, he runs a 438, which is a great number. It's, 34 it's, is vertical, no, 122. What, what? Go, 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 go. I'm just go. gonna say, man, stock down, stock down for being Kenny Walker comparative to Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Kenneth Walker sounds way better. But he, he has a I do agree. I think Kenneth is a cooler name. Um uh, 122. <laughs> inch broad though is that final number I, he's somebody too that i wanted to see his his agility and again we don't get the freaking agility numbers but that 438 number he's another somebody who i think that we've talked about throughout this process that like we didn't really see 438 but now we got that number and this dude he can scoot it's another guy that, that's got some wheels to him yeah there's a lot of surprising times this year i would have guessed a little faster than Pierre Strong. I would have said like four four eight, four four seven, somewhere in that mm-hmm. ballpark, which is another good time for a running back. But four three eight is mm-hmm. I mean, we have several guys that were sub four four at the running back position. This is just a really fast draft class, just in general, now that I'm just kind of thinking of it from a wide scope perspective. But he did our uh, good friend Alex Gilstrap proud, man. Alex was early on Kenneth Walker before he yeah, even uh, made it that. to Michigan State. So uh good for him, man. Good Rest for him. He peace, tested really Alex. well. No, don't say that. Don't say that. But hopefully he listens to this and he hears that. But it's pretty funny. Um, I think the biggest thing with Kenneth Walker, though, moving forward is I, I still think there's a lot of uncomfortability in the passing game. I don't think he's – I mean, he's not a good pass blocker at all. But, like, also, I think he – I don't know if he – I would say he fights the football. But I just don't think he looks natural catching the football. And I don't mm-hmm. think that he looks natural running routes. And I thought when you got into the drills where he's, like, as a pass catcher yesterday – I felt it looked a little clunky, to be honest with you. So is there an upside as a three-down runner? I'm hesitant. A three-down back, I should say. I'm a little hesitant, but he is one of the better just pure runners in the class, and he's a 4-3-something athlete, apparently. So um, check marks for Kenneth Walker as a pure runner in this class, for sure. And then one guy who who certainly is uh, an elite athlete, and we, we were talking about Brees Hall, coming into this being a, a bigger back, but still having those athletic traits. Um, and he he really summed it up nicely. He weighed in at 217, which is, I think, a literal, or, or sorry, a little, um, somebody texted me and I see literal and that messed up my thought process. Shut up, Garrow. Um, he, his, uh, we thought that he was going to be maybe closer to 220, ends up being 217, but still runs a 439, 40-inch vertical is is pretty fun to see and then 126 inch broad so explosive fast again i wish we had agility numbers for but still that's that's a really really nice day for for Brees hall 
Yeah, man. I mean, I think on our last podcast when we were kind of talking about Brees, um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, whenever the last time we talked about Brees was, I said I thought he was – actually, I think it was when we talked about the RAS stuff, right? Like, I thought Brees Hall was going to run 4-4-3, 4-4-4, somewhere in that ballpark, right? So he's another guy that tested even faster than I thought he would. So 4-3-9 is notable. I mean, <laughs> apparently he has the same speed as Jonathan Taylor, which is pretty nuts to think about in, in kind of a vacuum. But mm. – I mean, I think it's backed up by the simple fact of 10-6 broads, really nice number, and the 40-inch vertical is silly. Like, that is explosive. Yeah. And I think that he went he went into the week in a fight with Kenneth Walker, by most people anyway, a fight for running back one between Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, and Brees Hall. Isaiah Spiller, I think, only did like one jump maybe. He did not test otherwise. Kenneth Walker tested well, but, I mean, Brees Hall just tested better at a higher weight for the majority of the, of the testing numbers. So I think if you went into the week as Brees Hall is your running back as your top running back on the board, I think you left feeling very good about that. If you went, went into the week with him, maybe at two or three, I think that he may have put himself in position to at least go take a look again to potentially be that first running back off the board. And at this point, I would be very surprised if he was not the top running back drafted in this class. Cause I think that he just, I mean, he aced this test. Like, he aced it. He's got great film, great production, and he tested as an elite athlete. Check, check, check. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a reach to say that, that Brees Hall is probably going to be RB1 for a lot of people. But really good crop of running backs, some fast dudes, some fast offensive linemen, which is, you know, really funny to see this year and exciting as well that we've got this, this level of athlete. And we're going to get more of that on day three. So make sure you subscribe so you can catch – our evaluations of these crazy athletes that are going to be linebackers and defensive linemen. Um, subscribe on YouTube or whatever podcast feed, and then follow us on Twitter at NFL Prospects Pod, at Joe DeLeon, and then at Rise and Draft. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.